Today's episode of the Trapital Podcast is brought to you by MoonPay. MoonPay is the leading Web3 infrastructure company trusted by major crypto brands and millions of people worldwide. MoonPay is your portal to Web3, a reimagination of the internet where you can transact with peers globally and own your digital identity. MoonPay makes it fast and simple to jumpstart your Web3 journey. Quickly use your debit or credit card to buy and sell crypto and purchase digital collectibles. Visit moonpay.com slash trapital to get started. You can always expand and try new things, but if it feels wrong on the core, then you're setting yourself up. We never made a move like that. And no matter what deal come across the table, because he's money first, but he'll tell the people, the check writer, like, man, I gotta just let me talk to bro. Because at the end of the day, he gonna hear me say it's half a million dollars, but he might say it's a boring job and he might not want to do it. Hey, welcome to the Trapital Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Trapital, Dan Rutzi. This podcast is your place to gain insights from the executives in music, media, entertainment, and more who are taking hip hop culture to the next level. Listen, you're going to love today's episode. It is with one of the most successful independent artists in the game and his longtime manager. We got Currency and we got Musa. If you've been following Currency's journey for a while, you know that he was originally on No Limit Records 20 years ago. He left the record label. He then went to join Young Money. He was a little early on the Young Money train, but... He ended up leaving the record label before Nicki and before Drake blew up, and he started his own. He started Jet Life, and he's been building up his career as an independent artist, and it's been great to see how he has navigated both how he releases music and also how he approaches business overall. And that was a big focus of this episode. We talked about his strategy for releasing music and currency as someone that is very prolific in terms of the amount of music that he puts out, but it also gets him plenty of opportunities to be able to go on tour, to be able to have several other business ventures that they have through Jet Life and through other areas. We talked about what they're doing in cannabis as well. We talked about the nightclub that they have, the apparel business, and a whole lot more. We also talked about a few partnerships that you may be surprised by, but I still think that fit well within the ethos for what Jet Life is and what currency is trying to build. We even talked about some of the movie deals and opportunities that Currency had turned down. I don't want to spoil it. It's a really good one. But this is a really fascinating conversation. It's also been great to just see how long these two have stuck together. If you're a big fan of this podcast, these are the type of episodes that you come for. Hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Here's my chat with Currency and Musa. All right. Today, we're joined by the duo themselves. We got Currency and we got Musa here, the artist-manager combination. How you guys doing? Man, we can't complain. Uh, weather is nice outside and it's been pretty bad out here in the world. It's been 100 degrees and raining every day, but right now it's sunny, 86 degrees. You know what I'm saying? I got long sleeves on, top down, having a good day. I can't complain. See, that's the one thing about folks I know from New Orleans. Like, it could be 86 degrees and y'all are still long sleeve. Y'all are still in hoodies. Well, it's, well, because heat is heat. We already adjusted. It's just hot in here. So now we've gone more fashion forward, bro. It's like, just fuck it, bro. 
Well, what you want to wear because it's still going to be 190 degrees no matter what, so just go for it. I don't really condone that lifestyle unless you have a car. Hmm. A lot of my younger brothers I see walking up and down the street, and they definitely look like they're about to commit crimes because it's 100 degrees and they got on the hoodie. And I'm like, weary of them. I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Because, fuck, that don't make no sense. You get dressed for action. But if you're in the car, you're in the office, you're in the studio, that's where that look really originated. People always tell me I, I'm dressed like that for forever, but it's been because most of my life has been like tour bus, studio. Even when it wasn't me, I was like a little guy on Master P's bus. It was 60 degrees, you know what I'm saying, in these big mansions. It's cold as shit, so I just grew acclimated to dressing like that. I think I might have spearheaded that. I Honestly, I think that I may have spearheaded that, but what haven't we spearheaded over here, you know? It's true, especially folks in New Orleans, folks like y'all, trendsetters. And one of the things that I feel like sets y'all apart is that you've been doing this for so long. If you know this for so long together, I mean, Musa, you've been managing currency now for since 05, right? I know you do it before, but you started managing like 05, hey, right? Friends, but definitely since 05, since he joined in with Lil Wayne with Young Money, Cash Money. So I think that's when he brought me on and asked me to come on as his manager. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. As soon as it was, it was business to manage. Right. You know, right while I was just slinging T-shirts, like ordering 28 T-shirts on the month, pressing CDs upstairs at my apartment, that was easy to do. When it began to grow and I saw, like, my two arms wasn't going to be enough to handle it, you know, what could I do? But reaching to the wrong homie who I knew forever, who don't want to smoke no weed with me, who don't want to get drunk with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's just, like, totally, his high is the business. Deals closed and stuff gone successfully is him having a drink. You know what I'm saying? So it works. Yeah, it works like that. Definitely. I like achieving goals, you know, a goal seeker. And and once you achieve one goal, sell another one. You know, and that's my inspiration is to see how big we could really take this jet life. How, you know, how big deal this will be and how long we can make it last. I mean, I thought about this morning. I was talking to one of my other homies. I was like, We've been in this game a minute, bro. Like, and he was like, look, I've been home for a little while and y'all been doing this a long time. So I said, yeah, definitely. But we're not done. You know, we're nowhere near done. We really just start, really start to grow even more now. That's crazy to say that. And that's really the truth to be here in the game. Like, Jet Life will be like over a decade and each year it just gets bigger. That's really what you want. It's not a big, hasn't been just one big explosion. It's a slow burn, but it's guaranteed. And we've always grown. A lot of times you see people struggling, like not to lose ground in the game, you know, and stay relevant. And there's never been a problem with us because we've been blessed to be able to like generate our, like create our own world. You know what I'm saying? And people who listen to our music are, who dress, some people dress only in Jet Life Apparel. And it's because they don't give a fuck about nothing else. You know what I'm saying? They've had their time to see what the world had to offer. And they saw that ours was just uncompromised. So they, they lend themselves to it 100%. And that's been enough to sustain like the lifestyle that we have. The people that support us, they like to pass by the Jet Life store just to see what cars we might have outside. 
So they continue to support us because now we're going to park more and more shit. Like, they're the ones who help us do it, you know? So it's good. It's good. It definitely. It's, it's really a lifestyle, you know? I think it's, you know, from the beginning, I remember Currency said interviews as well as told me directly, like, you know, his vision of seeing how Jet Life, how he wanted to grow. He always said it was like a balloon. And I listened, I heard that, and I was like, he's right. He's like, you could either, you could blow air in it fast, and it's going to blow big, and then it's going to explode, and it's over. Or you could blow in it slow, and it's going to slowly yeah, blow. The right. And then you show the longevity. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we did. We blowing yeah. it slow. Yeah. Well, look at us. We're still here. There's a lot of people that we saw that came before us and during us who we feel like, oh, yeah, they got the light quick, and, and they blew up fast. But then what happened? Yeah. It, it, you know, they're not around no more. The, Something explodes, yeah. it ceases to exist. Done. I've never seen anything, you know what I'm saying, explode that's still added. <laughs> Ever, you know? Right. So, oh, yeah. You know? And I feel like with y'all specifically, you're able to see the trajectory. You're able to see everything that you accomplished, too, because... I look at Jet Life and it started as the imprint for your record label, but now you have your apparel. You also have the other businesses you have. How would you describe the current businesses? What are the current things under Jet Life right now? Well, we got, of course, like you said, it started with records, Jet Life Records. And, and then it went to, we started doing tour merch, which grew into Jet Life Apparel. We were in now Jet Life Athletics. So we starting to do deals with managing athletes and growing that brand. Then, of course, we've other stuff that's not necessarily labeled Jet Life, but we've opened up a, a nightclub in New Orleans. So, so that's something that's coming. We got a big footprint in the cannabis community. We got a, a couple of other startups, like a coffee shop. Yep. Uh, and a cereal bar. We already have two films. Out. So, I mean, if you want to say Jet Life Films is in existence, that is too. It's so much stuff that we do, but the circle is so tight. Like, nobody's going to tell the other one, like, bro, you realize what we're doing because we're still in the midst of doing it. Like, an outside person would have to come in and really show us how many businesses and what's all under the umbrella because we really just wake up and try to, like, just make sure we make something happen every day. If you want to label it and put a name on it, then it was news to me right now, just listening to how much stuff we have going on, but we forgot start line hobby. Yeah, we got, I, I, hobby we got shop. a hobby shop, bro. Like see? So the more you sit down, we, we can get some of the business. Yeah. But they exist and they profit. Right. All right. right. He's got the auto body shop is still in existence. Yeah. That's really where a lot of it comes from. His whole Foray into it all was being able to survive if one thing fell down. Even though the music was the one that waved the banner and drew the attention, the industry is fickle. So you see people, like we say, they rise and you think they're going to build this whole empire. They end up with a warehouse full of shit that came with Bible heads of themselves. Nobody want t shirts. Nobody want home furnishings. Nobody want it fucking goes that way. You know what I'm saying? And we've been blessed to like now we got two or three warehouses, you know what I'm saying? And but we moving this shit, you know? So it's just about staying true and not we never really tried to do too much, nothing outside of what felt right to us. You can always expand and try new things, but if it feels wrong on the core, then you setting yourself up. 
We never made a move like that. And no matter what deal come across the table, because he's money first. But he'll tell the people, the check writer, like, man, I gotta just let me talk to bro. Because at the end of the day, he gonna hear me say it's half a million dollars, but he might say it's a boring job and he might not want to do it, even though it's a half a million dollars. So he'll just check with me, you know what I'm saying? We probably go and do this shot anyway, because it's a half a million dollars, but he checks with me because I, my heart of hearts, I won't say no, but I got a kid and shit. You know, I definitely ask. Yeah, like, but he, he checks. Who you want to do this? Yeah, and I got respect for him for doing that. The fact that he compromised his money mentality to ask me that much gives me the strength to be able to say, you know what, fuck it, bro. You gave, I'm going to give. I'm going to come and do the shit. You know what I'm saying? And then, lo and behold, everybody win, you know? Yeah. What's an example of something that you have turned down? Like, Musa, because it sounds like you're the one that's seeing the things and you're thinking about, oh, this is the bag, but is this something that fits with the jet life lifestyle? Yeah, something that fits that's with. like shows and TV yep. shit that have come across, you know what I'm saying? I hope that, even though I don't care what he would say it, but I'm going to jump out in front <laughs> of like, don't see, because these people still come up with more and more ideas. And eventually they might put, they might table something that we want to pick up. But we've slammed him because it's like, bro, you know, just looking at something, what I see, well, he can say it in his own words, but the way they phrase it makes me like, I'll never put this in my own words. I don't want to fucking do it. You know, just fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Or like posts, they'll try, you know, they'll pay you for social media stuff just to say you like something or you can't wait for something to fucking hit the theaters. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck no. I don't want to say that because soon as I post this, my fucking true audience is going to say, you know, how much did you get, bro? They'll say shit like that. <laughs> I don't even want to play with them like that. Well, yeah, I, I think we've known each other long enough, and I know his answers on some things. Some things I won't even bring to him. For sure. You know, we had some stuff like, you know, I'll be honest with you, like, you know, media companies that come and say, well, you know, let me post this on your page or do this, that, and the other, and it's clickbait. And he was like, nah, bro, I don't want my fans yeah, clicking on that. Like, I don't click. Yeah, yeah, I don't want I'm that. I'm the one who have to answer for this shit. I don't care how much it is. And the fans aren't crazy. They'll be like, currency, that shit was clickbait, bro. bro. They're like, like hacked. Are you hacked, bro? Like, I have all that kind of shit. Up so I'm just like, let's save the company who wants to pay us the embarrassment of when they realize this was not organic and it didn't cross over. Like, now they won't want to spend any money. They, they may not want to spend money with us later on on something that might actually, you know? So it's just better to just say, you know, it's better to protect yourself that way. You end up in the long run, you still make that money. A few times people have doubled back because they realize, you know what, that was kind of lame. I can't believe we asked them to do that shit. Then they come back with something way doper after they've researched, you know? Because immediately you do a Google search and you're like, all right, cool. We'll get him to do the new... Weed spray. Let's get him to, to endorse this new air freshener that kills the weeds, man. Like, bro, the fuck? Like, I'm not even living like that. I'm actually a boss, and I don't have to conceal the weed smell in my fucking life. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not like that. I'm surprised they even come to you with a deal like that, though, knowing you. Yeah. Yeah, they'll bring all type of deals, yeah. bro. Yeah. They'll try and get y'all out of character if you love. You know, they'll push the button. It feels like trolling a lot of the time. Like, are they trying to see if I would do this? You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't think they understand that he's not saying he's true to his lifestyle. He is actually true to it. He's not yeah. going to do it. It's not about money. That's going to bend. We got enough 
pots on the stove. It's a six burner stove. And we have pots with food and all of them. You know what I'm saying? So when somebody comes with the bullshit, it's like, all right, let's just go dip in this right quick. You know, like I, I've done that with music when I feel like it's just sometimes I get a little down on, on myself just based on the climate of music, you know, and I, I'll fall back and maybe I'll just come up here and we'll just make a whole collection of clothes at that time, you know, and, and we're able to keep the lights on and shit through the apparel if I said, fuck it from here on in, you know what I'm saying? But it just so happens, like, I give my winning and it, it's fun again and, and I, I want to do it, you know what I'm saying? We lucky as shit. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's a good position to be in, right? You understand your brand. You understand what makes sense. You're only going to do certain types of deals. And I feel like this goes back to the way that you just go about this industry overall, right? You were early in terms of, let me put out my music and if people get it for free, they may get it for free, but let me go make the money on yeah. tour. Let me go make the money with these other business interests. Yeah, because I mean, it's a shrinkage. It didn't matter how much music, like what you do, how much you put behind the budget and what the labels do and all this shit. These people was just, our, the music was being stolen. This was during the time of like manufacturing jewel cases and all this shit that the company had to do. So that affected how much money they could give you. And then at the end of the day, everybody had the album a week before any damn, you know? So you can't feed your family like that. But what you can do, what I did do, and also when I did that, it was out of necessity. I didn't have no money to pay everybody for beats, but I could download Dr. Dre's instrumental from free. And as long as I don't sell this bitch, he's not coming for me. You know, I'm going to put it out for free. People are going to love it. They're going to want me to come and rap the motherfucker and they're going to pay however much it costs, you know? So that's how we did it, you know? That's just like utilizing your natural resources. Like what's growing in the land? Like what's there? Just look around and work off what's growing out of the ground. Don't have the funds to do it. Like, you know, and you creating business. Like that's all we've ever done. And, and the more resources and the more materials we gain, you know, from gaining leverage or going up a level, then we, we start another joint, you know, because we got more to start because we, we did it with zero. So now it's insane. Like we're just throwing darts at the board. Like, fuck it, let's try and start a, a speedboat racing team tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, it's whatever it's whatever you want to do. And I've seen people do it. I've seen Master P do it because he had, like, with, with the brand to try it, you got to go for it. But what you have, but... His circle is, was so large at the time with No Limit, like first crack, some idea is not the best idea, but you got love for everybody, so you're going to roll the dice with everything they come with. You're going to try. See, but what, what's working for us is we don't have that many people like around, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as where the love is, it's right, it's in the room, so we're not going to bounce. So if we try each other's ideas, one of them going to work with it with just two. You got 19 people in here trying to, you know, tell you what to do. And you want to keep everybody happy. You try. You're going to end up trying to, like, start a golf cart company and, like, do spacewalks and sell reptiles and wild pets and just doing everything that they ask you to do. And some of it's not going to work. And I feel like with that, too, is just understanding your brand, understanding what's effective. And I know last year you had released... Uh, 
EP as an NFT. And I know this was the time when a lot of people were first discovering what an NFT is and things like that. What was that like? Because I know that was something that you didn't necessarily need to do to reach your fan base and do everything you wanted to do. It wasn't to increase the fan base. It was to make our listeners aware that we are in touch with what's going on. And we're going to make sure that you guys are left behind as far as having Jet Life representation because we know you wear this shit every day. We know this all you listening to. So if the whole world converted to the metaverse and everybody just wore headsets and lived like that, how will you survive if your life is Jet Life? We got to give you something in this shit too. Whether we understand it or not, we have to learn to understand it to become a part, to take care of y'all out there because it's real, you know? No matter how imaginary it may seem, it's real, you know what I'm saying? It's intangible, but it's a real thing. So we had to be able to provide something for our people because they were there, you know? Right. You look out of touch and like not sharp, not able to move, you know, that people wash their hands of you. Other companies won't want to collaborate with us that much because it won't appear that we're in the note. Where if you have a big company that's not doing anything in that world, they're like, oh shit, look at Jet Life. Well, let's just fuck with them. Let's put some bread in them because they can handle this for us, blah, blah, blah. And that'll be our representation because we far too big to even try to learn. They're far too big and far too old to even try to learn that shit. You know what I'm saying? So once they saw what we did, that makes us look, you know, mobile. You know what I'm saying? We have to exist in the future. You know, at the end of the day, we got to do what we have to do to, to let everybody know. Like he said, we're in the know. You know, we're aware of what's going on, what's coming, what's worth getting involved with. Right. It's not worth it. And we're going to ride with y'all because if it crashes, all of us, then it did it off us. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. We're going to roll too. And even back a long time ago, I don't know if currency even remember this, we did a deal back then with BitTorrent that we released a mixtape on BitTorrent and it was because the relationship we had with BitTorrent. We fucked the whole They world. They wanted to move away from everybody feeling that BitTorrent was a piracy site. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to like, well, what if we give away something that we actually want shared? Yeah. And yeah. I remember we did that. I think we had like 156 million shares. Yeah. yeah. I told the record label that we was in a deal with at the time. And they was like, nah, I got to see that. They didn't believe it. Well, like, what? Well, don't worry about it. You don't have to believe it. And that's why we're not with y'all now. Because y'all don't believe yeah. the future. Y'all believing what y'all was taught to believe. Yep. Rather than having your own mind and realizing things change, the world changes, and you just got to be in the mix. You got to know what's going on. You got to get involved where you fit in. You got to appear agile, man. Stories like that, I feel, is what set y'all apart because... If you think back to that time, no one wanted anything to do with BitTorrent or even LimeWire, BearShare, all these places where you can stream music. And I get it. It was all the piracy, all the copyright. But at some point, someone has to be able to say, all right, this is where folks are at. This is how they're getting our music. How can we get our music onto these places? Or how can we just think about it in a different way that isn't just, no, don't do that. Watch it up all the way back to the beginning. Because we stayed true the entire time. That company that needed to wash its hands and kind of rebirth themselves needed to stand next to something that was pure the entire time so that they could get some of our life. You feel me? 
Like that was the way that shit worked. It, their name was so sully that it was like, okay, as far as music is concerned, people know Jet Life will not falter. They won't fold. They don't go for fucking the dangling carrot. So if we fuck with them, then they would know like, well, Jet Life would fuck with us if we was really this pirate fucking factory. So it made everything, you know, legitimate, you know? We saw good in them, so it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, too, to make me think about the current thing that people are pushing back on, whether it's streaming farms, you know, people trying to drive up their streams and stuff like that. What's your take on that? Because I feel like for you, something like that's almost irrelevant because you're not in this to, like, sell your music, so you don't care about charting or probably any of that stuff. I can't blame them because it's not like streams. It's not like that shit pay you a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? It takes a lot of streams to make, like, you know, substantial money. It takes a lot. People, a lot of artists don't even understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a fuck gonna call me like, bro, you did a million streams in a day. Like, so what do you think? I'm gonna buy a yacht tonight? Like, I, that was worth $12,000, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was worth 12 grand. I was like, no, no trip. So I know they need those machines and shit to try and run those streams up. That could be check fraud. Like, they're trying to fucking, they ride the clock. Like, hey, man, we did 80 zillion billion streams, Apple Music. You, here's the paperwork. Fucking pay us, man. It could be that. It could be we need to fucking fluff this shit up so we can get a deal from some other people. Maybe Pepsi Cola will reach out to us because they think we're going to bring them all this attention. Fuck them if we can't. Check already here. You know, everybody hustling, though. It's not righteous, you know, but none of this shit is righteous. And that's kind of the ceiling that we set on ourselves by trying to, like, be legit. You know, it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't trip off the stream machine that people with the padded streams are because I understand why they do it. We blessed to not have to exist that way. And on the other hand, we do do a decent amount of streaming because I, I put out a good amount of music. So I'm not going to do a million every month on one project like these other dudes, like, dude, some people only got to come out two times a year because that project will stream a million fucking streams a month every month all year. But what I will do is probably drop every month and still make it that, you know what I'm saying? Or drop every two months, you know, and I'm still making that same bread. So we just work harder, you know, because we not doing a lot of the extra shit. It don't hurt that he likes to record. And what you gonna do? Yeah, for sure. You gonna hold all the music? Yeah, the music gonna sound old. He was rapping about a 96 expedition. Right. How you ain't see the... You gotta put it out. Next year, that thing old. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it don't hurt that he likes to record and, and the fans like to consume the music. They like the new drops. They don't feel like they're oversaturated with his music. They want more. Yeah, the only time we hear that word is from, like, somebody outside. It's like when I'm doing like a press run and the people who had to Google me while we were on the elevator and we get up there to interview me and that's like some shit they say like, so do you think you know about oversaturation? Like, fuck no, I don't think about oversaturation. I only think about my folks. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's you. Y'all don't know. Y'all just tired of saying that. Congress is coming out again with a project. I'm just tired of saying that. It shows up on your fucking thing. You have to mention it. You're just tired of saying it. That's them trying to put you into a box. That's them trying to put you into what they know. But 
like a lot of people that serve their base, you know what they want and you are giving them exactly what they want. Well, I mean, we interactive, we around, motherfuckers come to the store all day, sometimes not even to buy a shirt, like to be like, brother, when is this dropping? Like, you know, to play something from Instagram, when is this coming out? So we got our finger on the pulse of what's keeping us alive. Like we check our pulse often, you know? For sure. Musa, I want to talk to you a bit about the business of Jet Life and everything you have going on. And I know we talked a little bit about how touring is a big place where you all are getting a lot of the money, but what does the breakdown look like from a high level? Like how much of the money you all have coming in is from touring compared to the other businesses and then compared to streaming and the music itself, like from like a percentage? Well, I think, of course, since pandemic, the touring has slowed down. We haven't done anything, but I don't think for a while, I didn't think the people was ready for a tour, you know, because different cities still had different COVID restrictions and, and vaccination card restrictions, which would limit the fans of coming to the venues. So it wasn't a good look. I spoke to some other artist managers who was like, yeah, he's on the road, but he's kind of depressed because shows are not selling out. He feel like he lost it. And it's not that. It's just that the environment wasn't for that. You was going out there too fast looking for the money. The good thing with us was, like he said earlier, that if one thing wasn't doing what we wanted, we had something else that was doing it. So crazily, the apparel skyrocketed during pandemic. And I was the one who thought we needed, I thought we had to stop. Yeah, yeah, I was like, nobody is gonna buy a fucking hoodie. He was like, bro, there's no toilet paper. There's no fucking Lysol in the store. Who the fuck is gonna order a short set and fucking we selling out of shit? Shit was flying. I was watching the nose and just was like, who are these people that buy? Are they aware that this shit's even happening? Do they know they have nowhere to wear it to? And they're just posting the shit in the crib. And our brand new drop, like just fucking just kicking it. The love was real. They kept us alive, bro. I bought like fucking three or four cars while the shit was locked down. You couldn't even, we couldn't even go to dealerships. And I was buying cars because people were buying fucking sweatshirts. I'm sorry. And I'm going, I'm going to go back to what I, y'all continue to build and talk. <laughs> nah, definitely. That was, that was, that that was he knows, plus, he knows, that was he, a big knows he knows. So. I think when he drops some music, there's a jump in stream. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a bigger check coming. You know, apparel, same thing. We drop some a new line or a new drop. It's bam. You know, everybody wants that. Depend on what it is. But, you know, we tend to drop a good little bit of apparel. So I think now apparel and the music kind of coexist and both have their times that one makes a little more than the other and vice versa. The other businesses that are Fresh starts are creating a revenue. Of course, we don't expect the nightclub business to make the money that the record label makes, but it's an addition. So it's always like our thought of keep putting in the pot. Eventually that pot will get full. Or like he says in the songs, we're trying to fill up a safe. Once we fill that safe up, we just got to get another safe. We're not going to empty that safe. We're going to get another safe. Now we got to fill that one up, you know? So if, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is jet lag. We're going to spread our wings. We're going to see what we can put our hands on that will create a revenue. And at the same time, 
sticking to our morals and beliefs of what we feel like Jet Life should stand for. A lot of people don't know Jet Life at the beginning. Jets was just an acronym. Just enjoy this shit. So that's what we're doing. We enjoying it. Well, like I tell people, Jet Life is just enjoy this life. So that's where we at with it. Steadily growing, steadily trying to get involved in everything that makes sense. You know, if it doesn't make sense, we leave it alone. So the revenue streams, like I said, is it, it kind of goes back and forth. Apparel definitely is a world of its own now. Apparel is great. You know, we moved from originally, like you said, with touring. That's when I realized that the apparel was so good because at touring, we were selling so much what I consider tour merch, you know, which is just the name of the show, the cities on the back, a uh, picture of currency on the shirt. You know, all the fans wanted like, man, they really yeah. love this shit. They're yeah, it. tour shirt. So then I was like, well, damn, I'd rather wear our own clothes when I'm going to go to the nightclub. I won't go out to eat. Or if I just want to hang around, I don't want to wear a tour shirt all the time, but I want to wear something. And I didn't want to wear no shirt yeah. with my name on it. Right. He never wanted pictures of himself. I don't want no shirt with me on it, no shirt with my name on it, because, like, who the fuck am I? You know what I'm saying? Who am I? You know, to even to do that. Right. Because that's more like merch, right? And I didn't know that people use merch, but, like, no, y'all have a clothing package. Or merch. Yeah. And then we changed it to apparel. Apparels, which you wear on a daily thing. Every morning you wake up and you put apparel. You were sleeping in apparel. Yeah, so we had to reach that. And then every couple of months we just think, what else can we make? What else? Because, you know, we started with just T-shirts. You know, then we went to hoodies and long sleeves. And then we're like, we got to start getting bottoms. and We got to get hats. And, you know, so now we're, you know, building into accessories and whatever else people may like. And at the same time, as well as, like I said, we test fit it on ourselves. If it's something that we don't want to wear, I'll always show him stuff. Like, look, these are some of the new designs. This is some of the stuff that you talked about with me that we created and now it's on paper. Do you like it? If you like it, let's push the button. Let's go with it. If it's something you would wear. Because at the end of the day, if he doesn't wear it, if I don't wear it, if the other artists on Jet Life don't wear it, it will sit in the warehouse. Why would we expect a fan <laughs> or a, a fellow lifer to wear it? They don't want to wear something that you don't even want to wear yourself. So if we don't want to create nothing that we don't like, you know, and that's just, I think, our business model with everything we do. We don't want to do anything that we don't agree with. We don't want to do anything that goes against what we stand for. That makes sense. And the point again about the merch too, I think currency, you would have had this line and maybe it's an interview, I think you said, but it's like, no one's calling Sean John merch, right? I should tell him, did he like, oh yeah, I like your merch. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, we have to stand on that, you know, and I think we have for a long time and it made people change the perception of it, you know, before, like just the fact that we stand behind it like that, it made people buy it, maybe weren't even thinking about it. Because it made people want to look at it a little more to not like it. You know, like people came in to find like what was wrong. And then it's like, well, shit's actually, you know, I'm going to buy the shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like they were coming to point out why it was just merch and it wasn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One other question for you, Musa, about touring itself and just doing live shows. 
because of how well the apparel is going right now and how the business overall may have changed since the pandemic, do you ever think that you'll go back to doing the same number of shows that you were doing before the pandemic because of how much success you have with everything else? You think it'll scale back a bit at all? Or? In my mind, I've always lived the thinking, never forget where they started from and never forget what created this lane for you to get into. Without the touring, I never knew how much the merch sold. And I noticed that with a lot of artists. There's a lot of artists that don't sell merch and they don't know the money that they're missing. So without the touring, without the shows that we do, like he said, we put a finger on the pulse of the fans where we'll know who's coming to these shows, you know, and you can see when, all right, well, the shows are getting a little light. So what is it we're doing wrong? There's something that we're missing. Same thing with the apparel. When sales are a little low, then I'm like, well, what are we doing that we, we used to do better? Or what are we missing? Are we getting laid back? Are we feeling like it just is what it is now? But being involved in it like that, I think, keeps us on with whatever else we're doing. Because it's going to keep telling us, like, this is the pulse of the people. This is what you're doing. So I think we'll always do tours. Maybe we not. You know, one time we did, I think it was... 60 shows in 70 days, which was crazy. 63. Yeah, it was yeah, 60. Show every night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And you're like, whoa, when is the break, bro? Like, when are we? So I don't think we'll do that, but we're going to stay out there. You know, as long as the people want to see and he's got fresh music that he wants to perform. And, you know, he's an artist, I think, that feeds off the energy, you know. And if the crowd doesn't have the energy, they're like, why am I here? Why am I performing for these people? They don't really want to see me because the energy is not there. So as long as we're feeling the energy, then I think we're there. Hopefully, I don't see it going down no time soon. You know, we're going to keep doing whatever it is that allows us what the universe puts for us to do, you know, and which is going to be there. How do you look at doing your own shows versus doing festivals? Do you have preferences? I feel like for an artist like you, your own shows where your people are going to be at, right? Yeah, bro. <laughs> this is a whole nother show. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. We love, we love, we love festival checks. If I had to pick, I like, you know, me at the House of Blues. I know exactly the people who are in there, like, are there for what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? The festival, I've been blessed to be a person that you kind of, you can't get around me in the game, you know what I'm saying? So when you don't fuck with me, people speak out to you. You look stupid, you know what I'm saying? You look crazy. So people put me on shit, like just, no, we gotta have him on this truck. We gotta put him on this, we gotta put him on this, you know what I'm saying? And my core people are there, but they're surrounded by people who are like waiting for like the next person to come out and like spit fire, you know what I'm saying? And walk on the crowd, pop, you know, I'm like, I can't do it. I'll never do it, you know? So I'm like, I don't want to put my listeners through it because they in there like, shit, man, there's like a kid who kept like elbowing me. You know what I'm saying? Like some of my listeners are like, there's always somebody to pull me to the side. Like, yo, I'm 51, my nigga. Like, I'm, this is the shit I'll listen to. So them, them dudes, dog, they don't want that. Those ladies like who pull me to the side, I'm like, boy, look, you know, I could be, I'm like, yeah, you don't have time for, you know, for that. So I like to do just my thing. But the festival checks, 
go directly to the sports car dealerships. Like those are the checks that get you off the lot, though. So you'd be a fool not to do it, you know. And that's that's business. The checks are good, yes, but I think as well. Yeah, I, he makes sense with this. I know what he comes with. They come to business. He makes sense. Sometimes I honestly, in a lot of things that we do, I always tell him. I think he underestimates his reach, you know, and he's too humble to the point of, nah, bro, like they're not really here for me, this, that, and the other. And I'll be honest with you, we had one festival show. I was a little worried. We got on stage. He wasn't on stage. He was backstage, so he didn't know nothing was going on. I literally walked to the DJ. I said, bro, this is probably our last festival because it was like, there was literally 10 people in front of the stage. I said, bro, wow. If he gets out here and there's 10 people out here, he's liable to walk off stage, bro. <laughs> so listen to me. The intro started and it looked like a rush. Like I didn't know who. They had about 5,000 people or better rush to the stage. And I'm like, whoa, that's more like it. Then he came out. He didn't see the dead part. He saw that part. He was like, oh, my people are here. They here, they showed up. They showed up. I'm like, you just don't know. They really did show up because they wasn't here five minutes ago. They just rode. But then that's understanding the festivals. You yeah. got six stages. Yeah. I've been to catch everybody posting what time. There's a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? As long as you are vocal about what time you go on, your people will navigate through to get there for you. You know what I'm saying? But you also, you got the people who waiting for somebody else. Right. Cause I'm like, it's a gift and occurrence. Cause like, I'm like the most known unknown. So like, they know they can't put me on at fucking one o'clock. You know what I'm saying? So then when you put me on at like eight, and then there's like whoever the fucking, whoever name was written this big on the flyer, this guy's coming after me. All right. The kids who are waiting for this guy. Oh, like have been pressed against the barricade for hours, like since 11 a.m. When I come out there with my low impact workout, like they're fucking dying, like looking at me. And I'm like, I get it. Don't trip. I fuck with this guy's music too. If he'll be out here in a minute and I hope he does a backflip on top of you when he does, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit kind of fuck with me because I'm delivering a real message. Like every word I write, like I mean it. So. I really don't want to say it sweating to a person who's like this, like on the barricade. It's like, bro, please stop. We get it. You like Chevys. You want us all to get rich. Fucking shut up. We want to fucking rap about drugs. Where's the next guy? So that shit kind of make you not want to do it. But then this guy fucking, he's also the, the person who says this, like, okay, you also woke some people up to the music to me. Then there's always like, when I get done, the people who work the festival, the grounds are like, bro, I never heard this shit, but this was real music. Like, I couldn't understand nobody else's words. You know what I'm saying? This is fucking good. So I'm like, well, that's cool. I do leave out of there with more listeners than I did. You know what I'm saying? It might be 12. It might be 150. He gonna count every dollar for each one for each stream. So I understand where he comes from with that. But I always, like, I say it to myself sometimes, but sometimes when it get too heavy to me, I say it to the people around me. I'm like, bro, I'm actually the only one who fucking have to go and do that shit. 
Like, I get it. We all here. We all fucking support it, but they not looking at you like, get the fuck out the way. And you got to do this shit for 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Sure, there's some people who are enjoying it, but the motherfucker who's right in front of you is dying. And you have to continue to have a good time. Like, that shit is like being a fucking Disney World animatronic or like being like a Chuck E. Cheese thing. Like, that's a rough time for, for sure. But it works. That's anybody's it's job. A balance, right? You don't 100% love any fucking gig that you have, any job you have, bro. I'm sure everybody in the NBA, that was their dream to go to the NBA. Some of those days suck, though, for those dudes. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't always going to be shit. The situation overall is one that I would trade for the world. That makes sense. And you mentioned, too, that the money that you're getting from the festivals is going to the sports car dealership. Can we talk a little bit about that? How's that business set up, and how's that been going? Oh, well, me and Mosa, we've always been kind of into, like, bringing cars back to life, restoring things and shit, but I've been holding on to it. As of late, we're building a stable vehicles to kind of release onto the public, but it'll be like a collection. The same way we come out with clothes, there'll be, like, six vehicles put up for sale at one time that we cultivate and put together. We're putting together a BMW, a few vintage Sports car that we're putting together, we're going to roll them all out at one time. You know what I'm saying? So I expect them all to be gone, like, within a week. I expect it to be like shoes. Like, I expect motherfuckers to try it, and everybody will blow. You know, everybody try their hands at the shit we do. So another motherfucker with a bigger audience and shit will try to do the same thing. You know who cooked that shit up to them. Yeah. They know. They know where they got the idea yeah, from. They know, too, so it don't matter. <laughs> Speaking of cars and trend setting, I know you got a partnership with NASCAR as well. And I feel like there's another thing too, where not a lot of hip hop artists are doing those deals, but we're just seeing the way things are trending now. Everyone will be following to that. Oh, you got the Jet Life Cup series. All right, let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, people of any other nationality other than the original rebel down home boys. We're not involved in NASCAR. They fucking, they handed that way. They built it that way, executive-wise. It's not like that anymore now. You know, doors have been broken down, kicked in, and open-minded people are now there, and it's made it more accessible for fans. I was shocked when I went that I saw, like, groups of different people. I don't want to say black people, just different people in general. Because the other side of it, the way it was, they weren't picking what nationalities and what people they didn't want. They didn't want nothing else but what the fuck they had, you know? So it's way different now in all aspects. It's not just minorities selling naturally. They're driving the cars. They are the ones, like, turning the wrenches and making sure shit is right. They got headsets on. They out there doing the real thing. And I brought one of my younger homies with me. It blew him away in school for engineering. And he was just, he was nervous for us to even be out there. I made a few small jokes to my friends when we first got there based on the appearance and how it looked, but it really wasn't like that once you got down into the mix. And I read on social media, like I read a few comments. There were some people who were not excited about our presence 
there are some people who weren't into the collaboration. I saw one thing under a video that I was so sad because I was like, I hope my mom don't see it because the motherfucker was like, what is he coming to steal? And I was like, damn, if my mom would see that, she would probably cry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll take a minute for me to get her over that shit. But what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? This shit, you can't blame the behavior because it was taught a long time ago. Like, they didn't pop out like that. That's what motherfucker told me. You know what I'm saying? And what we're doing is playing the hand and telling the people who are receptive and the new people, the younger generation, like, it could go this way instead. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were up in all the sweets and eating NASCAR food, you know? And actually, I'm going to say this. I was a little bummed with the NASCAR because uh, we, we couldn't get a Coca-Cola badge on our jerseys. We wanted to have, because the, the race that day was actually Coke Zero, Coke Zero 400, all right? So when they originally had the design meeting for the package, they included a Coca-Cola logo because that was the race. You know, that's when it was coming out. And I think, like, they did the same thing. Like, whoever is involved with their collaborations just did a little brief overview of who I was or of what I was about. And they're like, oh, no, no. So, like, that kind of fucked me up. They'll be back, though. They'll be back. Yeah. But, you know, like, I was like, well, it's still, you know, shit is still high, you know. But with time. With time, yeah. And I don't know. And then I didn't like the you got a gang with you. I heard, I heard the overmo. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. That's the fans or was that from NASA? No, no, no. There's one of the brass that Coca-Cola. And I drink a lot of Coca-Cola. So I really do need to stop. But for health and maybe some business, because motherfucker was like to the representatives from NASCAR who was showing us to where we were going to go to sit down, like in the suite. He's like, oh, you got a gang with you. And I was just like, damn, like, I'm sure maybe I'm looking at it with a microscope, you know? But you don't know. Use no, another you word. can't say that, yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know. I was, this was on the fence. I thought about it. I think about it. Well, like, they that, wouldn't that, say that, that if, like, Jason Aldean walked up in there with a group of... That's all I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. It wasn't like he said the gang's all here. If he said the gang's all here, then would not have hit me like that. People say that the gang's out here. That doesn't mean you gotta do that. There ain't street gang here, but right. But oh, you got the gang with you. He could have said, "Hey, fellas," and just kept it moving. Yeah, hey, how y'all doing, guys? Yeah, they, you never had to make conversation with us. You it, felt, it felt like it was a Chappelle show skit because yeah. it could have been with keeping it real goes wrong. Because I was like half step by trying to see if I could make eye contact with one of my friends who felt like maybe that was wrong. And I had support. And like, hey, man, like, <laughs> what? But you could have went way south. Like, there, there could be no more NASCAR collabs this year if we would have did that, you know? We just might not have the Coca-Cola on the next one. Or maybe we will. Maybe they're like, oh, shit, man. We didn't mean that. I thought I did see the gangs all here. Let's put a badge on the fucking next jacket. You know, it might work better. And that, that's business. And that's why we're here talking, you know? And, and that's why it, it pays through to yourself within your business. And if your circle is smaller, it's easier for you to be honest and not worry about if something sounds stupid or anything. Because, like, we have a yang and a yang. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what makes it work. Right. And I think that's a good note to close things out. And I want to get your thoughts on this question because... 
as you started with the beginning, y'all have been together for a while. Even in this conversation, we can see the chemistry between the two of you, that yin and the yang, you understand each other. What do you think is the secret for having the artist and manager that just stay with each other? Because there's so many times that either other artists or other managers that have been on this show, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so fired me. That's somebody lying in the beginning. Right. Just like, what fucks up anything? You know, like, just it, somebody lied in the beginning. The artist was signed to nine different managers. Everybody loaned him $1,500 to help him do something. He's just signing with whoever's going to fucking give him a fucking chain or a watch. He's not being honest. Or there's a fucking, like, a discrepancy on this stack of paperwork or something, and this guy's outsmarting the artist and fucking going to rob him blind. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that happens in the beginning, the intentions are bad in the beginning, then you'll see where it looked good and then it falls to pieces because you find it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking, when we read for fucking NWA, which is one thing I didn't turn down, I was down to do that. He's coming to me out with movie shit. Do you want to read this? Do you want to do this? No, 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 no. They're like, do you want to be easy? And I was like, no, at first. I was like, no, like, they should call this son. You know what I'm saying? But then I end up reading. And then they end up getting the guy from New Orleans anyhow. So that was cool. I'm like, damn, I probably could have got that shit. But nonetheless, with the part yeah. that we were reading, it was after Easy es wife went through the paperwork that he did with Jerry Heller. And she brought, like, so much shit to attention to him. And when he and Jerry had this talk, it made Jerry cry because he was leaving, even though he did so much wrong shit. But in his heart of hearts, he probably didn't think it was wrong because he took dude from nothing. But it was still bad. And he couldn't believe how quick Eric was ready to shut the shit down. But it's because he was wrong. Like, once that, there's nothing you could do after that. Once it get like that, it shut down. That shit, there's a heartbreak. We never, like, we have not heard each other in that aspect. Yep, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, when I came to him, I was like, look, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't signed nothing yet, but. This is what's going on, boom, 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 boom. That's that, you know, not no, I'm going to go talk ahead. I'm, I'm going to do this and get this and not say this, you know. He don't fucking pop up and see I'm doing a show in Colorado. And, you know what I'm saying, I didn't say anything. I just went, flew out. No, no, I made just 30 grand right quick, you know. That is just, it's all on the up, bro. So with that, you know, you stay friends. We friends first, dog, so. That's, I think, the biggest thing. Yeah, if he wasn't my homie, then we wouldn't. We, this, we started as a friend. Yeah. And then we continued to be friends in there. Yeah, all the way through. We business partners, but we never was just business partners. We was always friends. Right. To begin with. Right. So that make you not be able to do no fucked up business. And then we trust each other. You know what I'm saying? The, you can't do that to your Trust is you know, Trust is big. You know, can't. I think he trusts my decisions. I trust his decisions. And then we talk about things, like he said, we, we're going to always converse about whatever decisions we want to make. If there's ever a thought, I think, you know, this may be wrong or whatever, I'm going to consult with him as if he was my manager. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk and the trust issue, I always hear that, you know, how why y'all been together so long? I like if you build a business, who builds a business to separate? Right. We build a business. Who are these people that you, who was in your car? Who the right. fuck are you rocking with in the car, dog? Like, who? That's why. Yeah. That's why I said, like, having 19 and 30 motherfuckers, like, now there might be 30 people in this building at a time, and they all could have a jet line chain that all be a part of what's going on. 
at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? When you come down to the come down, like we got to sit down for, you know what I'm saying? And put it together, you know, and everybody respect. Because when we come out the room, we come out the room with the right answer. I might have the wrong answer, but this ain't here. When we come out the room, we present the right answer. Yeah, no, 100% right. And I feel like y'all got the right mentality. It speaks to everything that you've accomplished up to this date and excited to continue to see where it goes, right? Like you said, this is a balloon and we want to keep seeing how this balloon continues to grow slowly. So, I mean, congrats to y'all on everything that you've done. Music dropping Friday. So if this don't get to them this week, you, bro, you know for sure. Friday, I got music dropping. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you what else you got coming up. And if people want to follow you, where's the best place for them to check in with you, both of you? Corvette is outside, but I don't suggest you follow me. Spitter underscore Andretti. Instagram, S-P-I-T-T-A underscore Andre, A-N-D-R-E-T-T-I, Twitter. Well, I have a lot of fun at Twitter. Instagram has gotten really weird. It's really, like, tough to figure that out. It's nuts. Twitter staying true. Currency with an S because they don't recognize the dollar signs. C-U-R-R-E-N-S-Y underscore Spitter, S-P-I-T-T-A. And you know what? They had a fake currency when I first got to Twitter. That's why I had to make that name like that, currency underscore Spiller because there was already somebody who was saying he was me and he had like pictures and everything. That's fucked up. Yeah, but ah. <laughs> and what about you, Musa? I'm, I'm on pretty much all the handles the same. Musa 504, M O U S A 504. That's going to be on whatever Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything. You know, I stick to that same handle. Oh, we also got the partnership with Sovereign Brands. Vion France, this is our Kanye that we are standing behind. That's just one more thing on the other brush. Forgot. It doesn't help your memory. It tastes good. It doesn't help your memory. I forgot to mention that we were doing it. Oh, yeah. We could do a whole follow-up episode on all of that, all of these deals, roles you've turned down too, but we'll have to check it the next time. Appreciate you both, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Cheers, bro. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share it with a friend. Copy the link, text it to a friend, post it in your group chat, post it in your Slack groups, wherever you and your people talk, spread the word. That's how Traffalo continues to grow and continues to reach the right people. And while you're at it, if you use Apple Podcasts, go ahead, rate the podcast, give it a high rating and leave a review. Tell people why you like the podcast. That helps more people discover the show. Thank you in advance. Talk to you next week.